Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello and welcome to another episode of The D-Shift. And this is a really exciting episode. Sometimes the internet is not such a great place. We all know those bad stories. And sometimes it's fantastic. This is one of those fantastic times when I actually get to speak with Tanya Ho. And Tanya is in Thailand and I'm in Texas. And we get to talk to each other. That's just fantastic. So Tanya, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Marty, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and an honor. And I want to talk a little bit about what you do. So Tanya is the owner of Muse Flower Retreat and Spa. It's an all-inclusive vegetarian wellness retreat in, now I'm going to hopefully not say this wrong, Ching Rai. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes, um, that's right. In, in Northern Thailand. And you are also a meditation teacher. Did I get that all right? Yes, that's right. Yes. So what got you started in this? Um, in the retreat center or in it, the meditation? It, it kind of both. Between meditation <laughs> and the retreat, because I see them all kind of being one part of spirituality yes. and energy and all that kind of good stuff. That's right. Yeah. So actually, I, I actually stumbled upon this project to start a retreat center um, almost 10 years ago. And it was um, for my own healing at that time. My dad passed away from depression he committed suicide when I was 25 so I was that I was going on a healing journey for myself for going to retreats and I thought the retreat was such um powerful transformational experience for all types of on all levels of healing and and then I had a chance to be able to be involved in the project that runs a you know to open a retreat center here in Chiang Rai so that's when you know, I got involved and then it's totally kind of, there's many like businesses, challenges. Um, it's totally involved into like my own business. Um, and so we have, yeah, so we built this retreat center in Northern Thailand. The goal here is for people who feel they just want to reconnect with nature and they want to reconnect with themselves to have um, kind of like the space for them to come here and just to kind of really quiet down to relax that's why we have our spa we have yoga and meditation and also different kind of like wellness activities for people just to come here and yeah to recharge to relax and if they want they can also go a bit deeper into healing as well so different options for different people here and so meditation also comes to me around that time. So I'm always, always like an on and off meditator. So I go to like other people classes, um, other people teachers classes, and there's usually like meditation, a short one involved. Um, but I never thought I was good at it. So like, because I always thought meditation is that you have to count your breath, you have to concentrate, and it was very hard. So I started kind of like gave up on the idea of meditations probably like, I'm not good at that. Um, and then I later realized there's actually so many different types of meditation out there. And it was really about finding a right type of meditation for you know each person. It's like finding a right partner kind of thing. You know, you all have a different style. So um, I was so glad I was able to find a style that really resonated with me. And I started to do a daily practice and I really could see a difference. And that was just really a few years ago when I started to do that. 
um, and then to start to share this practice with other people, our guests who come to our retreat center as well. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like the journey in a nutshell. <laughs> so it's, it's really been, because I think that's how most people come to kind of that more spiritual side. Is it, I mean, I guess some people are born like that, but I think most of us have a particular event, like I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Um, you know, I think there's something like that that kind of shakes us and makes us say there's, there's got to be a better way to handle things. Um, and that's why maybe, well, that's, that's what, that's how I came into it was, um, you know, again, after a death in my, in, in my life. And I was just like, so stressed out and didn't know where to, where to turn. And I got started with yoga and that just turned my whole life around. So, um, mm. you know, from a feeling grounded and connected kind of, kind of way. Yes. And yoga can be also almost a type of meditation by itself as well. Because when you're like really focused in doing the movement, you're like breathing with it. You're not thinking about anything else in itself. It's kind of like a moving type of meditation too. Right. So let's talk, if you don't mind, because I know you are a specialist on meditation and that's why we, that's why you are, have come to share your wisdom with us today. What you've talked about different kinds of meditation. What does that look like? Cause I think a lot of people have the picture of, you know, sitting there with your legs crossed, staring at a candle kind of deal. Yeah. Yes, and definitely. There's like, that's a really typical picture of meditation. And that's a valid one, too. Um, so I like to kind of think about like all our different senses. And we think about our five senses and including our sixth sense, which is kind of like a feeling and knowing as well. So there's actually different kinds of meditation that kind of cater to, cater to like different each sense. So, for example, the one that you said to actually look in a candle, that will be engaging our, you know, sense of sight, right? We'll be looking at a candle using that as uh, object or focus or it could be like visualization type you know people engage imagination and you imagine maybe you're in the beach or you imagine you're you know on top of a mountain that kind of thing and then there's also you know engaging a sense of sound with mantra for example or listening to like music as part of the meditation and then there is with the sense of touch, there is actually more kind of like that movement meditation that I speak about, like maybe yoga could be also labyrinth walks are great. Um, mudras, so like the ones that you saw, you saw people holding some kind of hand gestures in their pictures. So that is mudra. It's also part of like a practice in yoga as well. So that is engaging your sense of touch. And then there's smell is a little bit like, you know, it's not like, uh, it's actually the most basic one that we talk about breathing. That's actually engaging your sense of smell. Um, and then there's also um, taste. So taste is a little bit, um, how to say it, a little bit different. So there are ceremonies that are called tea ceremonies or cacao ceremonies that you can join. I don't know if you've heard or been to one before, but there's a very, like that ceremony, there's kind of really a meditative aspect to it as well. As, as well as being in like a community type of in a group kind of setting. And then with the feeling and, you know, there's a type of meditation like um, that you can also you kind of focus and engage a feeling. So for maybe a feeling of gratitude and you focus on that feeling. So there's really kind of like all types of meditation styles out there that would appeal to our different because each person has a different learning style, just like some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners. Some people are tactile learners, like me, sure. you know, I speak yeah. with my hands. So, yeah. So, like, so you just, 
Yeah. So you have to like really, yeah, that's what I always tell people like, don't give up. If you try one time style meditation, if it didn't work out, it's like finding your, you know, like your best friend, right? You know, just try a different style, like keep an open mind and see, you know, really believe that there will be one style that really, you know, matches with your own learning style. Okay. So you gave us a whole bunch and there's one in there that I had never heard of before. What's a labyrinth? meditation what's yes. that yes so labyrinth actually um i it is a you can say a labyrinth it's a symbol it's an archetype symbol that actually started from more than 2500 years ago they found the symbol um in all across the world in you know like central america south america in Egypt, in India, in Europe. And it's really weird because at the time they don't have internet, right? And they right. don't wouldn't know. <laughs> they wouldn't know. Like they cannot communicate, but there's like the same kind of images coming up. So that's why we call it it's like an archetype. You know, it's something, an image that works on our subconscious level. And so there are actually, there's actually the organization in the States actually that I learned the labyrinth walk. It's called Veritas. And um, when we walk a labyrinth, we really it's it's a whole movement kind of body type of meditation because you really get to quiet the mind and maybe release anything that wants to release could be like any thoughts or feelings and it's just really bringing you know because you're engaging all your senses when you're walking as well so you're just being really present and being aware of what's happening and it might have insights coming through as well so the labyrinth is really a journey there's only one path in and the same path out. Okay. So it's different than a maze. You know, a maze is when you go inside, there's multiple ways to go to the center. There's dead end and tricks. So a maze is where, you know, it is more for the mind. It's kind of like a problem solving thing. Whereas a labyrinth, it kind of is more like a holistic thing that really works on all levels. Okay. And it's designed to relax you because all you have to do is just follow one path into the center and then one path out. Okay. And what about, I heard about something that they do in Japan, I believe, called forest bathing, where you just go right. and be in nature. Is that, is that a kind of meditation or? It can be quite meditative, definitely. I have a friend actually, um, Yumin, and she's in Singapore and she does forest bathing. And um, so, and she's done it here actually in Muse Flowers. She's facilitated uh, forest bathing here and she's actually coming here in December again to, we're doing a retreat together and there's going to be forest bathing. Um, and so, and yeah, in forest bathing, there's, there's, she called invitations. So like there's invitations, it's kind of like invitation to notice something or invitation to engage with something. So you're kind of like doing something, but through that doing, you're relaxing in nature, you're engaging with, um, yeah, all your senses yeah. in nature. Yeah. So yeah, in a way, you can say it's quite meditative too. Yeah, and just just for people that have never heard of it, it literally is exactly what it sounds like. You go out into the forest and you just experience the forest. No phones, no nothing. You're just there. You're smelling, you're hearing, you're looking, you're feeling. Yeah, it's, it's I you know, I think it's something that people who love nature would really relate to. I know that, you know, I live in Texas. There's not... There are forests here where I live, but, mm. um, you know, it's, it's something that we can all do. Just get out there. What do you see, Tanya, are the biggest things that when people are starting to meditate, they worry about or they think they're not doing right or, um, you know, what are kind of those myths around meditation that maybe hold people back from trying it? 
Yes. So there are kind of like few common blocks, I call them. And then first of all is really the, you know, there's the what. So like there's, what is really meditation? Because there are so many different kind of interpretations. We talk about different styles. And a lot of people like me, when I first started, I thought it was just like sitting here counting my breath. And I was like, that was not for me. So understanding, actually, there are so many different styles of meditations out there. Um, and for me, it's always like, you know, if you want to stick with something, like any habit, it has to be fun too. Like, you know, if you're like working out or choosing an exercise style that really you like, it has to be fun too. So for meditation, for me, it's all the same. You have to choose something that you kind of enjoy. And then so you can show up to it every day, hopefully, you know, and to build up in that. There's another misconception as people think that they have to have no thoughts in meditation. So if I sit in meditation and in my like so many things going on, they felt like, okay, I failed. So they're like, okay, I'm st- it's not working. It doesn't help. But the point of meditation is not to have no thoughts. The point is, is to learn how to observe our thoughts, to witness, you know, to play this witness role. Like we're going, if we're going to a movie theater, right? And if you're watching the screen, the movie that's playing, it's like all these thoughts, but we're the audience like sitting there. So instead of being really attached to the drama of all, we, you know, of course we're part of that too. We're the creator in our life. So we're like the movie director. We're like the actor and actress in the movie, but we're also learning now to be the audience. We're observing and we're watching this movie, what's going on. Yeah. So it is okay if we're sitting in meditation one day, maybe we feel like super connected and we feel like I can really connect that inner stillness inside. It can feel really peaceful, which is great. And another day might be like, I like I have so many things going on in my head or maybe there's so many feelings coming out and that is okay too. Because like meditation is really like any kind of, you know, like skill or craft. You have to, it's a practice. The key yeah. is in the word practice. So right. it's not like a one-time thing, but it's about being able to show up to the practice no matter where we are, no matter how we're feeling that day. And just to go, maybe even just one minute, like it doesn't have to be long. Like, so That's a lot of people think it has to be you. long yeah. too. Yeah. It, Cause a lot of people seem to think it's gotta be, you gotta be able to do this for 15 or 20 minutes. And then they go, well, I don't have right. 15 or 20 minutes. So you're saying even one minute is good to start. Yes. Yes, exactly. Cause I always tell people start small because you want to set yourself up for success. So like, and not to put too much pressure on ourselves, because that's when we try to force ourselves or pressure ourselves, like, then we don't want to do it, right? Then it's not fun anymore. So we want to keep it fun. Let's just start with one minute and, you know, see how it goes. And then if you feel like you want to, then slowly build it up. If not, if you can even just stick with one minute for like a week, that's already more than a lot of people have done. And that's great progress already. Yeah. And there's some real, I mean, there's some genuine studies, not that, not that studies necessarily, um, you know, validate anything, but they, they do in our heads. Right. So there's a lot of studies that have gone on about the, the significant physiological health benefits Mm -hmm. of, of meditation, not even counting like the mental and the spiritual stuff. Can you talk a little bit about some of those benefits that people may start to experience when they get into a practice? So definitely, there are actually a lot of scientific proven research already that show the benefits of meditation, like just lowering blood pressure, decreasing stress is like the main thing, being able to manage like your anxiety. 
Um, so like those are the big ones because I feel like a lot of our, you can say physical symptoms like high blood pressure or, um, not just high blood pressure, but like a lot of like maybe migraines, headaches, a lot of them actually stem from stress or like this chronic stress that we're in or this feeling of almost even burnout, you know, like when we reach this, you know, when we get burnt out, there's before that it's like that stress that we constantly put ourselves to. So definitely there is a lot of ben- like that's the scientific proven benefits right. that it's going to help with all these you can say like yeah physiological functions yeah i have to tell you i i'm up to about three to five minutes most days with meditation and if Very i good, miss yeah. a day if i miss it now i i cheat i have an app on my phone that walks me through stuff and that's good um, but that's good. And actually, I found yours. You have one on YouTube that's a waterfall. Um, yes, waterfall, waterfall meditation. Saying. Yes. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I want to listen to this one. But um, I find that the days that I don't meditate, I have less focus. I'm more irritated. I just, I just, it, it takes me a lot longer to get things done. Like, I don't seem to be able to just kind of, you know, really, really, clue into what I'm doing and get it done. So I noticed a huge difference and I'm by no Mm. means an expert because I have, we were talking before this, I have dogs. So I'll be like meditating and I've got a dog, (laughs) 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 but you know, everything works. Right. So Tanya, you are, you are a meditation teacher. When people come to your, to your um, retreat and spa, do you actually do classes for people? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's me and we have another teacher who does yoga and meditation too. So we do different styles of meditation. So no surprise, the style of meditations that I do are not like the one who's like sitting and counting. So not, so my other teacher, she does more mindfulness. Actually, she also does different style, but like mindfulness type of meditation. And I do like different. So I love for myself, I actually love using mantra. So that is engaging like sound. Um, and meditation using mudra, for example, like different hand gestures. Um, so that's one for me. Labyrinth walk. So we have a labyrinth here as well that we do, um, that we use for meditation. We have do something. We have cacao ceremony here also. Um, we have, um, I call it, we do shamanic journey. So shamanic journey, you can say in a way, it's also a type of visualization type of meditation. Um, yeah, and we also do meditation workshops as well, kind of for beginners, for example, just to let them know, you know, if they have any questions and like just how to get started in meditation, how to or maybe stay motivated with motivate, um, you know, with meditation, right. um, you know, how to you use you do all these things, great things in a retreat center, which is wonderful. And the important part is also how we're going to take away all these things and integrate back into our daily life. Because a lot of us, when we go back to our daily life after we travel, we'll be like, we're back to our routine, we're back to our habit, and it's so busy, life is so busy for everybody. So, you know, how am I going to find a time for meditation? Sure, yeah. yeah. So, we're almost out of time, but I, I'm, I've got to say, if you have five minutes, it'll, it's a rabbit hole, you'll go down it, you'll be, you'll be looking at things for forever. Go to Tanya's website, Muse Flower. Um, it is amazing. She's got so many resources and so many things to look at and see. Tell us a little bit about like what what can people expect when they come to your retreat and spa? So our retreat and spa, it's kind of like a really cozy place. So we are not a luxury place. 
um, just to you know, put it out there. So there's some luxury items we don't have. For example, there's no Wi-Fi in the room. There's no fridge room and this design that way. There's also no coffee, by the way. <laughs> no, no alcohol, coffee? no coffee, no, <laughs> no alcohol, no coffee. Okay. Um, so like, you know, there's some, you know, there's some things that are like designed that way uh, for, on sure. purpose. But other than that, but we're also not very strict. So you can come here. We have two main programs. We have a yoga retreat program or we have like a, we call a spa getaway holiday. Um, and then, you know, there's like different like classes you can attend. We have spa treatments that are included, like massages and stuff, private sessions we call. So they are more kind of like holistic therapies. If people are more into like they want to try Reiki or they want to try or like I do cart reading, for example, or like intuitive healing sessions, you can do that as well. Or people can just come here as like a normal hotel and they can just book it and all the food is included. So we serve vegetarian food. So it's a really kind of more relaxing experience. You can do as much as you want, or you can come here and do nothing and just relax in nature too. So you can like kind of customize how you want your retreat experience to be. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about it was you're not, it's not prescriptive. Like you can, you can, as the guest, you can choose what you want to participate in, do the whole thing or just do some of it. And you have so many beautiful places to visit, right? right in your area of the country mm -hmm. I, I was seeing mm -hmm. um and I'll, i won't i don't even want to try to pronounce it but that that white temple that was amazing yes. <laughs> just yes that's the it. number one yeah that's the number one tourist attraction here which is great it's designed by an artist um so it's different than an, how traditional like buddhist temple would look like but it is you know it is a real temple too but it's kind of mixed with this kind of art inspired i guess like right. design um and then we also have a black house museum people like to compare the both of them um which is all made of like wood carving and really interesting art and we also have yeah a blue temple so we have a white temple black house and there's a blue temple as I well was, where people looking, love to go and visit yeah and and but lots of things like river rafting if you want to get out in nature there's there's caves that you can go explore um and then there's just beautiful mountains and and lovely lovely green land it's yes amazing. yes yes it's mountain and lakes yeah yes. yeah so i i i just Boy, I'm telling you, I'm thinking I've got to go to Thailand. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. After seeing your beautiful, I, it's just, it's just amazing. Go look at the website, and it'll give you some ideas to to jump off on. Before we get to where you, you. where the where they can find your website, Tanya, what do you mm -hmm. think is the most important thing you'd like listeners to remember from from this conversation? So the most important thing for me with meditation is please don't give up on meditation because like I said, there are just so many different styles. If you have tried one and you said like that didn't work for me, you know, please stay open. And uh, you know, there are so many different styles. There are a lot of resources online. A lot of the time they're free as well. There are a lot of good apps also, you know, just with meditation. So I guess the point is like really just give it a go. If you haven't found a style that you like, you know, like try a different one and you find one that you like, maybe not what you love yet, but if you like it, just keep going. Just keep going with that. It's never too late to start meditation. Thank you. And Tanya, if people want to learn more about Museflower uh, or reach out to you or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yes, yeah, so please come and visit our website. So it's www.museflowers.com. It's M-U-S-E-F-L-O-W-E-R. 
and then etreat.com, so moosefireretreat.com. So there you can find all our information. We have a contact form. If you want to reach out to me, you can just leave me a message on the contact form there as well. Wonderful. And, and even if, you, if you're one of those people like me who wants to have bucket lists of places they want to visit one day, go take a look because this is going to go way up to number one on your list, I guarantee you. Tanya, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Thank you again. It has been just fantastic speaking with you. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of The D-Shift. And don't forget to tune in again next week. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.